This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go, Payne and Pendergast. Good to be with you on a Reaction Monday. A lot of reacting to the NFL playoffs we've done today. We're down to four teams Eagles hosting the Niners, and we've got a rematch of last year's AFC title game. Chiefs hosting the uh, the Bengals. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we roll on in the hour here. Meanwhile, the um, the Texans head coaching search, they have now conducted first interviews with all eight candidates that they requested. Um, the They're now down to seven candidates because Ben Johnson is going back to the Detroit Lions, but they've conducted first interviews. Now it gets interesting to see what the next step is. I'm assuming there are face-to-face interviews, and look, they they are they are bound to have at least one prime candidate of theirs, Seth, go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, oh, uh, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I, that's where I'm curious, and I'm I'm guessing maybe we'll learn more about what the process is going to entail here now that they've conducted all the first interviews because they've not only have they been transparent, they've talked about we want to be transparent with this process. So. Um, I'm sure these aren't, this isn't it as far as like, okay, well, we got what we needed off these Zoom calls. Let's make an offer to somebody, especially because six of the seven candidates have never coached before. I think you want to get more, sink your your teeth, get your, your mitts more into what it is they're going to do to make this a competitive football team again. But the big one was D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans on Friday night interviewed with the team. He interviewed with Denver that day also. canceled interviews with the Cardinals and the Colts, which I haven't seen anything that should indicate that we should be making some sort of victory lap that he got done talking to the Texans said, you know what? I can cancel these other interviews. Right. It's definitely the Broncos or the Texans. Yeah. He he had a game to prepare for. He had a game to prepare for. And, uh, you know, presumably maybe after a couple figured, all right, this is, you know, how that goes. They they, might've gone long um, in either instance. And he's, he's got his time, you know, charted out. He can't be messing with that two more times. That would be awesome if the Texans one went long. That actually yeah. would be a good thing if we found that out. Because, you know, if you're hanging on a Zoom call longer than you expect to, it means there's some interest right A bit there. of a double-edged sword there, though. Because you, you want to believe that, like, he's so disciplined and structured that it was like, nope, it's 5 p.m. with Pacific, and I got to be off now, and off we go. I'll take passion over structure right now. Right, but passion for the team that he's on right now is what you would want. Yeah, until yeah. Until he actually accepts the job. Yeah, yeah, maybe. There's a lot of ways we can read this thing when we don't know structure. squat. Right, all the, it, well, the important thing is that just like football itself, uh, the correct thing will be uh, whatever he did as long as they win. If uh, if he loses, then whatever he did was the wrong thing. Right, Okay. Right. It's just like going for it on fourth down. 
Whether if he wins, then it was all it all made sense. If he loses, and so I do. I think that this is what you have to remember. If you get upset about people interviewing while the season is going on, it's not like I, I think that the teams that are successful, like really, really successful, like the Patriots in the postseason, their whole strategy in the postseason is to do everything exactly the way you do it in the regular season. You're not adding any marathon film sessions. You're not adding to anything else because in theory, if you're doing it the right way, you should be doing that all year long. The best way to prepare for a game that weekend is what you've been doing all along. So you can carve out a couple hours out of your day on any given day to, to do an interview of a zoom conference with somebody. It's not like you're flying, uh, flying out to see somebody where I, I think I heard over the weekend. Cause this was a big deal that Denver was going to see him in person, mm-hmm. their contingency was going to see him in person, and that the Texans was over Zoom. And there were people, I saw some conjecture on Twitter, and I think I mean, maybe even show said it on the afternoon on Friday, that that it's somehow, I don't know if disrespectful is the right way, I don't want to couch it the wrong way, but like that somehow Denver sending people there makes their sales pitch stronger, that they want him, as opposed to conducting it on Zoom, I've got uh, my thoughts, but I want there, your there, thoughts I mean, on there's this. just way too much. There's there's way too many reasons that it may have been scheduled like that. I don't know. It just it's a matter of okay, how much time was uh, available? You could uh, you could couch it that it's actually more respectful to not show up in person because you can you can show up for a Zoom conference wearing your boxer shorts. You know, you can be in the middle of whatever you have to do, and uh, on D'Amico's side, yes, when he's very very busy versus when somebody shows up unannounced for dinner, you're like, oh well, thank you for thanks for showing up unannounced for dinner. That was my yeah. thing. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, look, I love people, but I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like that's, I, if I was doing a first interview, if we got to the second interview and they're still doing stuff over Zoom, then I might read into a little bit of, especially when I'm seeing that other teams are sending constituencies there. Yeah. I almost felt like it was, I almost felt like it was, uh, it was a little, little bit of overkill. Yeah. He had an in-person interview with the Broncos and then the, uh, after that would be the Texans via Zoom, which he did, and the Colts and Cardinals, which were, uh, I, I, I guess we shouldn't say canceled, postponed, yeah. because he was preparing for the uh, for his deal. Yep. Um, does a J.J. Watt tweet weigh in as a reference, do you think? Uh, I don't it, think the Texans need a reference on Demico. It Ryan. does. It does if only for um, – it checks a box, I think. And, uh, now, I will say – no, it does weigh in. And this is what you have to do with D'Amico compared to some of the other things you see. When you are trying to evaluate a head coach candidate, there are a whole lot of unknowns. You don't know how he's going to manage himself in in this specific leadership position, even if they've been a good offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. So I think you have to listen and hear what people are saying about the person and ask yourself, okay, is this just something that somebody says because – that's what you do. It's a, is it a, is it a dutiful? Oh yes. He's a very professional worker or is it over the top praise? I think that JJ Watts praise falls into the category of over the top. Well, it's so specific too. here. Yeah. Cause here's what he says. JJ Watt tweeted this over the weekend. He retweeted DJ BNMA reporting that the interview took place with the Texans and D'Amico Ryans. And JJ tweeted this as a rookie in Houston. I bought my first house across the street from D'Amico because if Miko thought it was the right place to live, it was the right place to live for me. Captain, leader, smart, tough, personable, crushed it as a DC. He will be a great head coach. Uh, honestly, if I'm the Texans and I read that, it probably, I don't want to, I don't want 
don't want to say this the wrong way. I was going to say it probably means less to me than it would. Like, it means something. Like, J.J. Watt's opinion matters, I think, to the Texans, and but probably even more to other teams who don't know D'Amico Ryans all that well. Let's read way into it. Okay, smart, tough, personable. Is that a shot at Bill O'Brien? Yes, I choose uh, to believe it is. <laughs> saying like, okay, within I'm that tweet, swap yeah. out your favorite phrase, but right. take personable uh, instead of dependable. Or, or is it a secret shot at D'Amico and and JJ thinks that he's not actually all that dependable? Or is it a shot at everybody on the 2011 defense that they only really had one leader when he says captain leader? Is JJ pulling a Greg Abbott and taking a shot at himself? Is he taking a shot at the Letterman jackets? <laughs> D'Amico wasn't on that if, team. Hey, if D'Amico's such a great was, leader, how come he allowed the Letterman jacket? You know what? Yeah. I guarantee you there's at least a few people in Houston walking around thinking that. He wasn't on the team anymore. I don't care what anybody says. Those Letterman jackets were badass. They Listen, would be selling them if they won that game. Sean? Yes. I went to a school where, I don't know why, but our Letterman jackets were like just like nylon starter jackets. From We didn't have the no leather. No way! We didn't have the wool with the leather sleeves or anything like that. So I looked at those Letterman jackets and I was jealous. I was jealous for the Letterman, the proper Letterman jacket I never had. You had one of those satin jackets like that like it wasn't Joe sat- Hockey fan wears yeah. to a Rangers game or it something? It wasn't satin satin. It was closer to like a wannabe starter jacket right. maybe, but not. But the sleeves were the same color as the rest yes. of the jacket. Yeah. It's like yeah. a souped up windbreaker almost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't know why they did it. Just to save cost or anything? I don't know. Dude, that's terrible. And then in college, we got Letterman sweaters, but they didn't even have them big enough for most of the football players. So it was more just like a... A, a nipple show more than anything. it was like, the, like hold up hold up like the cardigan sweaters with the letter on it yeah like the Danny Zuko yeah, like wore at the annoying, end of Greece yeah like an annoying <laughs> guy but no but not as thick it was like it wasn't even real uh, uh, natural material or anything it was like a thin polyester it looked like the sweater version of cousin Eddie's dicky it was uh it should have been paired with that <laughs> dicky um so uh, that's terrible that you had such janky letter. So you would have leaned into the Letterman jacket if you were on that. Uh, yeah, if you were on that 2012 I mean, Texans yeah. team. Until we lost, and I would have burnt it. In, <laughs> you know, manure pile. I wonder how many guys still have it. Uh, I know Sean Cody still does because he trolls. He trolls people every now and then by like he, he'll, do, he'll do a video with his with his he, Letterman jacket. He did on. it. Where did he do that? Oh, the roast of Chris Myers. Oh, that's right. Remember when we roasted Chris Myers? He did a video where he was sitting, like, sipping brandy in, in, like, a Letterman's jacket. And I want to say either he or Connor Barwin set the record straight because they saw that J.J. was getting a bunch of... People were blaming J.J. for the Letterman jacket just a couple years ago. And one of those two set the record straight and said, hey, it was actually us. Which, by the way, (laughs) neither of those guys were... Like exorbitantly paid by NFL standards at that point. And no. they, they bought those for everybody on the team. That's right. I got to think a custom badass leather jacket like that or Letterman's jacket like that is probably kind of pricey for, for 53 guys. Yeah. Plus, oh, yeah. They probably did several thousand guys yes. too because they're good dudes. Oh, yeah. Several, course, several thousand dollars. It's not really a Letterman's jacket if you give it to, uh, I want to. I'd like to find. We gotta get Sean Cody on the horn. I'd like to find out if they if they really played it out, they should have only given it to the equivalent of a Letterman, like guys that had actually been they on played. the active roster and played for Can a certain amount of time. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> something. These poor rookies, like that's something that I was. Uh, you know, I used to make fun of Tom Herman and his his whole kissy kissy thing, but I talked to one of the one of his U of H players, who's a defensive lineman, and and he was cool because he. He said that, no, it was actually, he'd only kissed you if you were, like, a guy that he really thought deserved it. 
And which now that I'm saying it, Dude, it sounds creepy. That's enough for me to tank sounds, several practices. It sounds creepy when I'm <laughs> yeah. saying it. Uh, guy's supposed to be our best player. He can't stop fumbling. Oh. So, but the way this that's kid, weird. The way this kid told me, and then leaned in for a kiss. It sounded real. It was no, no. It no. sounds more like a Dateline episode than a football no, game. No, but he said it was like a badge of honor almost. Okay, like, you give that kiss on the cheek to so. you're like if you're one of his guys. I'm just gonna know? take my talents to South Beach. I'll see you later. Boy, I really should have written that out or something before I said it. I'm really oh. gonna, I got to contact that kid and see how he's doing. Oh, man. <laughs> um, you've got some good D'Amico audio, do you not? I do. Okay, give it to us. Okay, so Inject it right in my veins. Some candidates for the Texans job once uh, was part of a scheme to pay people to try to injure the opponent. That's how they encouraged physical play and defense back on the Saints back in the early 2010s. Uh, with D'Amico Ryans, his guys are badasses who are, A, also a better defense than those New Orleans Saints hack jobs. No doubt. But also, uh, as far as we know, we have no reason to believe that they're bribing guys to do it. This is D'Amico, um, and I, I left the reporter's question in here because he's asking a question about the physical training camps that they have. Is that sort of physicality something you have to establish in training camp? And uh, you know, maybe it might be a tougher training camp than with other teams, but do you feel like that's a necessary component of making sure guys know from the job? Oh, yeah. Our guys know from not only training camp, they know from OTAs, like our first meeting with our guys, like that's that's who we're going to be. Like we're going to be a physical defense. So guys understand that before we even put pads on, they understand the type of the style of play. We have to play as a defense, and we carry that on throughout training camp. Is it going to be tough? Yes, it's going to be tough, but – anything worth worth having you got to work hard at it right it's not going to be easy it's not easy to be a physical defense right and coaches are grinding each and every week to bring that physicality out of you but when you got the right guys in the locker room who have that mindset like I don't have to speak on it much because you you will stick out like a sore thumb if you're not being physical on our defense sounds you know what it sounds like to me Sean culture yeah. Sounds like a culture. I love where, that cut right there, yeah. man. I love it on two levels. One, I do feel like some of the issues that these teams have in getting into the groove with tackling and whatnot at the beginning of the season have to do with the fact that these training camps are so mamby pamby these days, yeah. man. That they're that they're not nearly as physical. They're they're just I'm not saying like they're soft or whatever, especially here. It's hot and all that. I get it, it's tough. But yet there's so little actual hitting that goes on. Number two. That's way more entertaining to go to training camp when there's hitting going on as a media member than think, when they're just out there in shorts the whole time. I think um, I don't want to get into a whole philosophical thing about it because there are teams that tackle really well that don't hit a lot because they actually focus on tackling. But as far as the actual ability to have tougher training camps now and and be a guy who's very, very much loved by his players. I mean, Nick Bosa, every time he talks about him, Tells him, says he's the greatest defensive coordinator he's ever had. Um, just gushes about him. All the and then you know, um, Fred Warner. His D'Amico was his position coach when Fred Warner was a rookie. And Fred Warner has grown into the player he is with D'Amico Ryan's. Those guys all gush about him. But having that personality to where you can get modern NFL guys to practice really hard, and that yet they still love you. Is it's no easy thing to do. It takes a certain type of personality to do that, and, and D'Amico obviously has that. Yep. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a reaction Monday. A couple more texts, trailer will and frame text page uh, on Governor Greg Abbott's joke about Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker, where the governor said, I swear I can kick as good as a Dallas Cowboys kicker. 
wheelchair-bound Governor Greg Abbott. Um, we wanted to see if you guys feel this is a bipartisan joke, that regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, you can find humor in it. 1278 trailer wheel and frame text page. Abbott is insensitive to bad kickers everywhere. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, for struggling kickers everywhere, I feel like that was a little bit of uh that, that was a bit much. Uh but. let's see. Uh this is uh, this is the first one we've got of these. 2815. Abbott is great and his joke is great. <laughs> it's been mostly people like, yeah, but texting in. Um, but it's been largely a positive reception to his joke. Seth, I think our experiment is complete here. We've got one. I got I wanted to respond to I wanted to respond to one because uh he says <laughs> you have a bunch of liberal socialist listeners. Idiots. I love our governor. Republican. Funny joke. <laughs> like, okay, we've got probably a broad spectrum of the like whatever the cross section is politically uh in the state, we probably have about the same uh the the same uh with our listenership. So yeah. Yeah. Not, I hope we don't lose you because you realize that like, not everybody that listens to this show is of the same uh, political persuasion. I, I, I think, too, you got to look at the way we ask the question and who's most likely yeah. to pull out their phone and text in. Yeah. You know, the way we frame the question would be the most likely people to text in would be the yeah, but people. Like, yeah, I, I think this about him, but the joke is funny. So yeah. there's that. Yeah, man. Why'd you make it political? Yeah, dude. Why'd you have to go, uh, why'd you have to go casting... Uh, casting stones of people. Yeah, nine nine two nine. Yeah, I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let the people <laughs> guess your other six numbers and go get you. Oh yeah, we gotta figure out. Let's do that. Let's just start doing political polls. We can figure out. Uh, <laughs> let's figure out the political spectrum. Of yeah, our let's listeners. find out whether they lean left or right. It's, well, so so far, it appears the ones that want to tweet lean away from the governor or text us. I, I would say. Well, no, you specifically. Well, because you specifically asked. Okay, I see why. Okay, you specifically asked people who don't like the governor was the tweet okay? So those people are obviously the ones. Yeah, they're more inclined to text. The, those, yeah, because you specifically asked those people to text. Yeah. So as far as like, I, no, I think we have a, a normal cross section. Yeah, I think so too. Like, we're, we're probably. I'm just I'm just talking stuff. about okay. the people who text. You're right. I set it up this okay. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's not do political. You basically, polls. just like I was like, let's hey, not do political I'm, polls. I'm trying to make the argument that it's we're not, pretty probably pretty balanced. You're like, no, I think they're all leftists. I was just saying, I did not say that. Okay, I'll tell you another that's, thing. That's okay, <laughs> if Khrushchev had done it the right, right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Before right. Gorbachev went soft right. and caved into the, the the industrialists of the West. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something we can all agree on. Is Landry Locker the next Angelo Cataldi? A reference for Jonathan Gannon from Nick Sirianni that takes a run at this great genre. Sports Talk Radio next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Nick Sirianni is the head coach in Philadelphia, and um, he is not happy with the coverage on the radio up there and in the media of his defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, who was the overseer of a really good defense this year, very talented defense, and he is also believed to be one of the favorites to be the next Texans head coach. We read J.J. Watt's tweet, his reference for D'Amico Ryans, de facto. Um, what do you think of this reference here for not only a reference for Jonathan Gannon, but also um, Nick Sirianni taking a bit of a run at the vocation Seth and I have chosen, Sports Talk Radio. Sometimes I have to, I have to hear, like some things about Jonathan Gannon, like, and I don't know if it's you guys. It might be more uh, other people. Um, I, I won't say names, Angela, right? Uh, but this guy is an unbelievable coordinator. The, the fact that he doesn't get respect from our radio station blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I know you work at the radio station too, so I'm not even going to say anything about you. But, like, it blows my mind. This guy is an incredible coordinator. The people w- love to play for this guy. Like, and I, uh, listen, I don't, I, am I, you want me to keep going? I think you made your point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sounds like you was talking, uh, yeah, to one of the, 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 the PR the, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so Nick Sirianni taking up for his guy, Jonathan Gannon. Look, John, there's a good chance Jonathan Gannon winds up being the head coach of the Houston Texans. So, from that standpoint, I did like hearing that passionate, unprovoked defense of Jonathan. Uh, it seemed unsolicited to me. Like, he- um, oh, 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 well, I think that because people keep bringing this up that a lot of people say, well, hey, like Philly fans don't even like Jonathan Gannon. And like to that, I respond. OK, I guess I, I have I have said before it's a red flag for me, like if a college when college people are saying that they don't like they're not recommending their quarterback as a quarterback for the Texans. Like when when you talk to people about the draft and they're like, uh, I don't know about him, man. I just, you know, like, okay, that's a red flag. Like, it, and it makes you want to dig a little bit deeper yeah. and say maybe not even in the third round, this guy, if the, if the own, as opposed to like Case Keenum, it was like they wanted to cut your throat if you didn't draft Case Keenum. So there's something, there's something there. As far as the fan base not liking Jonathan Gannon, I do think a lot of it is fairly unique to just Philadelphia itself where they're um, they don't like that Gannon takes almost uh, an analytical approach to playing defense. And, and this is what's interesting. It's really a team oriented approach to playing defense. Like one of the big complaints about him is that he, they, his defenses get soft in the second half. Like, yeah, you've got an awesome offense. Like you're, you're the completion percentages in the second half have been really bad from a defensive perspective in a lot of ways. Yes, but you're winning those games. So Gannon is very comfortable saying, okay, look, explosive plays are what allow teams back in. Yeah, we will surely allow a team to just march their way on down the field and we'll we'll create a big play at some point or we'll just soak a lot of time off the clock. And 
Eagles fans kind of have in their mind this mythological version of a Buddy Ryan defense where Reggie White, Seth Joyner, and Clyde Simmons are going to just put somebody's head three feet down into the turf. Yeah, and it's got to be that way, and then your coach is going to go punch Kevin Gilbride. So (laughs) like, they've got this this version of defense in their mind, and they don't want to credit anything that doesn't look like that. As one of the as as a really good defense, but it's just flat out it's a it's a really good defense. Um, not good enough on third down. That's uh, they're they're like middle of the pack on third down. And again, I think some of that when you have to you parse the stats out differently. And I think some of that is okay. Third downs when you're playing softer coverages. Yep. Because you're just you're you're trying to win the football game. I can live and abide by that. It, it'd be interesting to look into just exactly by situation what their third down rate is because they're. Again, a very good defense. Yeah, he um, he's only been a coordinator these two seasons. Um, he's got a little bit of scouting in his background in between following Bobby Petrino to the NFL with Atlanta in 2007. Yeah. Then Petrino skedaddled. So he got into scouting with the Rams for a while and then got back into coaching with the Titans. And then he was with Zimmer in Minnesota for a few years as a DB's assistant DB's coach, DB coaching with the Colts. And then Sirianni brought him with him to Philly to be his defensive um, coordinator. Let me ask you this. This one, I feel like this is a valid gripe. Uh, he wears that weird backwards sweatshirt thing. He let me wears, see. look, look at me. See. I, I don't know what it is. It's either like a backwards sweatshirt or it's some fashion forward, something that like Deshaun Watson would wear or something. Interesting. He just, it looks like he's wearing a sweatshirt backwards. It looks like it. The hood a, comes up over his, like you could bag him and, and take him so to the an hood is on the, location. the hood is on the front? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. I need to, <laughs> I need to process that a little bit more. You yeah. know that I judge my coaches on things like that. Yeah, I, I know nothing yeah. about scheme. Yeah, yeah. You know me. You know Seth, you know my final test, what it would be for a Texans head coach. Yeah. I want to observe them playing blackjack for an hour. I don't think it's a backwards hoodie. It's like kind of, oh, look, it's got zippers up the side, too. Okay. It's some kind of, you know what I admit it is? It's some kind of yoga gear with an Eagles logo I'm on fine it. with it. I'm not. I'm not. He's got to get. I'm not all in on Gannon, but that's not why. I don't I'm... need any. I don't need any of these throwbacks to the Northeast. That looks like some kind of. That looks like some kind of Manhattan yoga studio type contraption or something. Not only am I okay with it, but if he wears that out at training camp in the sweltering heat in July and August, respect for Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. Stick with the gimmick, regardless of the temperature. Um. So Sirianni had no problem mentioning there who the culprit was that was coming after Jonathan Gannon in the media up there. Ben, play the beginning of that one more time, if you could, of, of Sirianni. Sometimes I have to I have to hear, like, some things about Jonathan Gannon. Like, and it, I don't know if it's you guys. It might be more uh, other people. Um, I, I won't say names. Angelo. Okay. Angelo is Angelo Cataldi, the um, morning host on WIP up in – the morning host on WIP up in Philadelphia, who is among many things, he is the he he is the the voice behind one of Ben's favorite hotkeys. Ah. Yeah, he's the one who screamed. He hates the Astros, all those things. Um, if you get your name mentioned at a press conference by a coach, that's pretty good. I mean, that means that you're I don't see you're renting space in their head or anything like that. But what you've said resonates in some fashion, positively or negatively. So my question is, who's the Cataldi at Sports Radio six ten? And I feel like Landry Locker, the early returns are that Landry Locker has a pretty good case. Here was Nick Casario at the Lovey Smith intro press conference last year. Good morning and welcome. Um, I'll try to bring a little levity to the air. I know everybody's disappointed. I don't have a vest on, so I'll save those for the, uh, the season. So, 
and no Silicon Valley references either, Landry, so you don't have to worry about that. All right, so, so, but, uh, so Nick knows that Landry doesn't like the Silicon Valley references. <clears throat> Here was Nick when we asked him to clarify his willingness to tweak his role if the new head coach, or even step aside if the new head coach of the Texans wanted to. This was two weeks ago on our show. I think the reality was, and I probably didn't do a good job of conveying the right message, but the point I was trying to make is that I'm accountable for the process and I'm going to try to do a better job of setting up and managing that process. So whatever comes along with that. So I think that's the point I was trying to make. I enjoy my job. I love my job. I love being here. We've got a lot of work in front of us. I'm not going to shy away from the work. I've never been afraid to put in the work, but I think the point I was trying to make, and you know, I think I drove Landry crazy. There you go. Another Landry mention. Mm. I, I don't know that, that Nick goes into a press conference just thinking about things that he's about to say or did say and how Landry reacted to them, but I will say this. You, you know, like that's Landry is in the lead for the Cataldi Trophy right now. We, we need to make a trophy. Which one of us gets mentioned at Texans press conferences the most in the next year by name, just by first name? And Landry's in the lead. He's up on all of us by two right now. I think uh, I don't know about uh, Cataldi being the guy. I feel like Cataldi is a guy that kind of decides his opinion on something and then backs it up with uh, like yeah, by by what he feels and then just figures out ways to back it up. I feel like Landry's pretty rational about okay. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like show show might be the most Cataldi-ish in just I feel like there's some things that show just likes or doesn't like and <laughs> like that's just flat out that's how it's gonna be okay in the next we got a little a short segment coming yeah. up because John Lopez has come in we'll play we'll play Cataldi on the Astros in the next segment and then yeah. try to figure out which which one of us is the most Cataldi-ish okay. of all of us I uh, like that and I like Cataldi's show so no I do too show don't think that that's some kind of an insult or anything I think Cataldi uh, a light went out in the earth when uh, hey. on, in the sky when he announced that he was going to retire I started off despising him and then by the end of the World Series I needed more Cataldi in my you life you did you yeah. did look if show or any of us can have a Cataldi-esque run in sports yeah. talk radio that's a success. He's hugely successful. Yeah, Sirianni put him over. Like <laughs> he Sirianni did. Mentioned. Now he did. He's he made put it. him over. He's, now he's made he it. Put him he's over. He got the rub. Yeah. He got the rub. It's like Jay Z, like doing a diss track. That's it. Or something. That's it. It's the diss track. All right. Um. So we'll have that for you in the next segment. We'll find out what John Lopez and Landry Locker. Lopez, a guy who's got some Cataldi esque traits, I would say. Um. We'll find out what they've got going on on their show. So much to get into, I'm sure, on In the Loop today on a Reaction Monday. Stay there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so we asked the question, because Angelo Cataldi up in Philly Got a mention in Nick Sirianni's press He's conference. A sports radio host. Sports up there. radio host at our sister station. He's the morning host on WIP up there. Legend. He's a legend. He's been doing it forever. And he got mentioned by Nick Sirianni because apparently Cataldi takes runs at Jonathan Gannon and others. Yeah. Um, so I played some audio of Nick Casario mentioning Landry a few times and asked the question Is Landry the most Cataldi ish at the station right now? You brought up some good points about the ethos of Cataldi versus the ethos of a Landry Locker. Yeah. Who I think is a little more Landry's more methodical in how he goes about things. You know, he's, he's got a he's, he's organized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a spiteful side, like all of us do, but I feel like Cataldi's got like an angry Philly side. And he shoots from the hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and Landry's capable of doing that too, but th- there's a Landry always has a plan. I don't know how big a plan Cataldi has. Here's Cataldi on your Houston Astros. It makes it more fun for me when I can hate the opponent. Oh, yeah. And I have, oh, oh let me tell you something. I already have hate. summoned up great hatred of those bums. Nice. All right? And and the arrogance. Oh, my God. Yes. When I heard some of this stuff, I told Marcus Hayes he should move to Houston. He would fit <laughs> in right there with all those arrogant jerks. Some of the words said have resulted in me anticipating this World Series even more. Oh, the words yeah. by the Houston Astros. Oh, without a doubt. The Astros walk around like they embedded the friggin' game. Why don't you bag another trash can, you cheaters? Ah! All right, anyway, let's get to the phones. I just want to get that. <laughs> let's get to the phones. Um, so got we, that, the Northeastern, some of those guys, thick-voiced old Northeastern guys, yeah. like from Philly or New York, it's weird because they've got like a very raspy... Like a very masculine side, but then they also have kind of almost like a, like your like your annoying auntie type of voice to them too. Yeah, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that commercial with the annoying ants, where she's like, "That's a lot of space for a house." I yeah. have an aunt from Philly. My aunt Barb. My mom sounds like lives that. In Philly. She's like, well, you know, your parents. Yeah, a little bit. Are, yeah you're, you're, our she's, parents always liked your mom the best. She, That's you know how it goes. She operates with more joy than Cataldi does, yeah. I think. Um, but she sounds a lot like Angelo Cataldi. Not mm. quite as much bass in her voice as Angelo has. My aunt Barb. She's a saint. God bless her. But uh, yeah, Bob. She, she got a lot of <laughs> Barb. 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 Is that, Barb. Is that, is that a, you Water. Yeah, they say their eyes are ooh up in ooh. Philly. Yeah, oh. and with an R added to it. Yeah, sometimes okay. you know it's a weird accent up there in Philly. I would. I'm with you. I think Water. Show has the most Cataldi esque uh, qualities of of our daytime lineup here. Yeah. Show or Lopez? We'll ask Lopez when he gets in here what they've got going I on. I used to go into the clubhouse and I just yeah. I mean, sounds like something Cataldi would say. <laughs> totally and yeah. do yeah, absolutely. Um, apparently. People on the text page, the trailer wheel and frame text page, trailer one more time, on the way frame. out, um, that D'Amico and Nick would get along very well because D'Amico in the clip that you had, and I didn't even notice this, but apparently, Ben, do we still have the D'Amico that Seth pulled? Can you can you pull the, give me a thumbs up when you have it. Apparently he says right quite a bit like Nick does. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right, here, yeah. yeah, here was D'Amico on physical training camps. Oh, yeah. Our guys know from not only training camp, they know from OTAs, like our first meeting with our guys. Like, that's 
that's who we're going to be. Like, we're going to be a physical defense. So guys understand that before we even put pads on. They understand the type of the style of play. We have to play as a defense, and we carry that on throughout training camp. Is it going to be tough? Yes, it's going to be tough. But anything worth, worth having, you got to work hard at it, right? It's not going to be easy. It's not easy to be a physical defense, right? And coaches are grinding each and every week to bring that physicality out of you. But when you got the right guys in the locker room who have that mindset, like I don't have to speak on it much because you you will stick out like a sore thumb if you're not being physical on our defense. Uh, he said that, it twice. He said it twice. The third one was just used in the normal. It's an adjective. Not as a, yeah. It wasn't a, an interjection of any sort. Right. <laughs> now that, that, okay. What's that slowed down? Who's that? That was Cowherd slowed down. Slowed down Colin Cowherd. Yeah, modulated yeah. Cowherd. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I'm not with you guys on so this. So what, what is the text line The saying? texters say that D'Amico said the word right three times in one clip. He'll work great with Casario. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to ask what the texters were saying about who the Cataldi is at the station. Uh, Nobody weighed in on that? Let's see. I'll move up to the top of the text page oh, here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, Locker pushes buttons. He is a button pusher. Locker is an instigator. He's an instigator. Lopez only knows sauce. Lopez does only know sauce. Lopez drives the show in the fat... Drives... Lopez drives slow in the fast lane. <laughs> That's pretty Cataldi. Someone says show is the Dak Prescott. The Dak Prescott of 6'10. That's an insult. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> so, Who's yes, to answer Prescott? your question, there's people weighing in on Who's that. The Who are the most hated people? Mike McCarthy. What would the Mike McCarthy of sports radio be? That's somebody that's just kind of sitting in their spot. You know who that would be? That would be uh, like one of those older guys from the, the the people that would just happen to be on radio when sports radio became big. Like uh, uh, what's his face there, Francesa? Yeah, huh. he Francesa got to be a little like McCarthy, a, McCarthy a little like at a the end, yeah. right place at the right time. That's not bad. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's not bad. Um, so yeah, we're we're getting we're getting a bunch. Uh, John Lopez jumps in with us. The reason, John, why this is a topic we played the audio. Did you see Nick Sirianni? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Nick Sirianni taking up for Jonathan Gannon. But embedded in there was a little drive-by on Angelo mm-hmm. Cataldi, the mm-hmm. morning host up at WIP, our sister station in mm-hmm. Philly. And he said he can't believe, uh, Nick Sirianni can't believe that uh, that the radio station is not more positive on Jonathan Gannon up there. And he mentioned Angelo by name, and I played the audio of Casario mentioning Landry by name a couple times. Right. Is, Lan- is Landry Locker the Angelo Cataldi of... Sports radio. Golly, six, I don't know. I mean, yeah. he'll push some buttons. Uh, that that's a bit. Uh, that, that's a bit much. So what yeah. do you think? Um, he clearly is the one whose takes get kind a little, of a little out there. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, what happens? Mm-hmm. Um, is he's perceived as being negative about the team a lot, and I think Landry is actually. I totally agree. Fairly positive I about totally, the team. Do you totally agree that he's negative, or you agree that, uh, that that's how he's perceived? Yes, yes, I do. That's <laughs> a good thing to do. Agreeing with both. Is he, uh, is he negative? Uh, so, but is Landry negative about the team, like as a blanket negativity, or is it just he's no, critical? No, he's not negative he's, about the team. Uh, he's critical of certain th- aspects, of which it. gets perceived yeah. as hating sometimes. Correct. I think. I think he's perceived as a hater, and I don't think he's a hater. Not at all. I think yeah. he's more like a demanding father. Yes. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Someday, so someday it. you'll appreciate that he, he is. that he was that he was. You so may not like me now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's a demanding father, and the Texans have daddy. So issues. what am I? What what, what what's a Cataldi? I well, mean, just, I know who he is. Just but. yeah, just uh, if, you know, someone who's uh, 
who pushes buttons, you know, kind of uh, gets in the gets in the head of the teams here. Maybe wrongly pushes buttons from time to time. I consider myself more of a smartass. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah Cataldi's just raw. I use. I use. These a lot guys of, are dumb. They're ah, stupid. Ah, snarky yeah. comments to emphasize my point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. If I had to describe, you're myself. one of a kind. You're not a. You're not the second anything, that's, John. That's, you're the, the, that's the greatest compliment. You're I've the ever first, had. John Lopez. Dang right, I am. Did you Did you not believe me when I texted you this weekend that the first song that came up on my iPhone was "Roll Me Away" by No, Bob I was just like, wow, that's that's incredible. By the way, a belated happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I meant thank to, you. Meant yes. to text you yesterday, I'm, but I didn't want to be the guy that just put something on Facebook. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, or be late to the party. Oh, on your, okay. Well, uh, on way to birthday. take a drive by at all the nice people that said something to me on Facebook. Well, oh, that's what I do. I just, just, I just described <laughs> that. Snark. I just described. Yeah, that. yeah. No, it was a, it was a good birthday. Mm -hmm. I was, I was pretty wiped out by the end of the day. I didn't work yesterday. I you didn't were, do my CBS show. It was you're, great. You're doing fine today. The only thing I've noticed that you've missed out on because you celebrated a little too hard yesterday were one, you, you almost missed a couple live reads. Yeah. And two, you, uh, <laughs> you drop in on uh, old conversations we had on the show. Like all of our listeners know exactly who like Matt Miller is. Like mm -hmm. it, it, I had to, I don't usually yeah. have to do this. I had to keep catching you because you'd be like. So we got a bunch of texts about that thing Matt Miller said. Here they are. I was going <laughs> to clarify eventually. You got to give me a five seconds to clarify. I would have eventually. But you're right. I did. I, no, I, I, I warned Seth before the show today that I was operating suboptimal level. Like me when I was on drugs last week. Maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah what muscle. was that deal then? I hurt my drugs? back grabbing for a toothbrush. Yeah, by the oh, way. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Not, I thought about this. Um, you Just to reset, mm -hmm. last week you guys were making fun of my roller bag that I got for Christmas. Correct. Incessantly. Yes. All the time. Yes. And I don't expect it to end anytime soon. Not anytime you soon. You can't make fun of me. You you yanked your back out reaching for a toothbrush. But these are how those injuries happen. We had a bunch of texts like, yeah, Maybe I you need a roller bag. I, I, I'm not going to get a roller bag. I'd Carry rather that crawl into the stadium. You're not swimming the, anymore, are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong man. But, yeah, but you're not <laughs> swimming anymore, are you? I don't know what happened to swimmer John. When I left when I left Humble, I came down here, and now I'm doing more uh, Buffalo Bayou uh Walk You're swimming in the run. bayou? <laughs> I'm swimming in the bayou. No, no wonder you messed <laughs> up. Walk slash run. I don't I, I'm I'm like a click away from the old man run. So I really just run until I shuffle until I start doing the waddle and then I just stop and walk a little bit. Because I'm not gonna have anybody go, look at that old guy running. <laughs> maybe, uh, you should, maybe you should get back into the swimming. Uh well I'm going to eventually. I gotta find a, a pool down here, man. You got the Y right across the. The Y is not too far. There. I don't know where you're going to find a pool in Houston. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but I love to swim, man. I love to swim. Um, what's going on on the show today? Uh, D'Amico's it, huh? Roller bag jokes. I guess yeah. D'Amico's it. Uh, you think he's he's the guy, huh? I think we have to come to is, that uh, conclusion. Is that what you're reading? Is the science? That's okay. exactly what I'm reading. Okay. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, observations on uh, the, the the weekend uh, that was in football and Landry, as he's uh, want to do. Uh, dug up some uh, unheard uh, Jack Easterby. From, I was from, listening from in the lab the during the last break, and it is. I'll put it this way: it's the man, incredible. The man, the man is demented. He's sick. He's demented. <laughs> like, like, like he is. You make fun of it, me saying this, but he's like the definition. No, I, I promise you, he, you won't want to miss he's this. He's like I the heard definition Landry. of demented. John, what time's that going to be? We know. We'll find just, out. We'll just, just listen to the whole show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, just listen all day. Just keep it tuned right here. Uh, we're done. Set antibodies to you. My antibodies friend. to you. See, I didn't forget that. I got that. <laughs> all right. Um, we'll be back at six a.m. tomorrow. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Antibodies to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.